Welcome to episode two of The Divine Line, featuring yours truly, Tyler Divine. Uh, I want to start by thanking everyone for the the feedback and the, uh, you know, uh, listening to the podcast last week, it got a lot more uh, attention than I thought it would. So hopefully, I can keep that momentum going here. So I really appreciate that. Um, a lot of news the past few days with Iowa sports, uh, mostly centering around football. Um, several players on uh, award watch lists: uh, Sam Laporta, um, sophomore tight end, is on the Mackey Award watch list. Uh, Tyler Goodson and Makai Sargent are on the Dork, Doak Walker Award watch list, and Amir Smith-Marset is on the Bolitnikoff Award watch list. So I'm sure Spencer Petrus is licking his chops right now um, and hoping that we actually play football this fall. Um, in other news, uh, former Iowa basketball player Jared Utoff has signed a contract with the Wizards um, for their upcoming playoff tournament season whatever whatever the hell it is um so you know good for him he's been sticking after it um and hopefully you know can get some playing time um first two podcasts here apparently basketball themed uh i spoke with uh milwaukee forward james graham a couple hours ago um he's a 2021 guy out of out of Milwaukee. Um, he's got, he's blown up recently. Um, he got an offer from Iowa, I think the first, one of the first, in the first week of June. And ever since then, I mean, he's, he's got Michigan State, Maryland, Florida State. I mean, he's just blown up when it seems like everything recruiting wise has slowed down. So it's good to talk to him. We talked about, you know, when he's planning on, uh, narrowing things down uh things of that nature um it's going to be a tough get for iowa i really think it is um he when i talked to him and you'll hear it here in a few minutes when i talked to him i didn't get the sense that iowa was near the top of his list um and he's it sounds like he's going to start narrowing things down soon so it's going to be kind of a sprint to the finish here for for these teams that want him i think um, we had a press conference yesterday, Kirk Ferentz, uh, Tyler Linderbaum center, uh, and Brandon Smith and Jimon Colbert, not a ton of news from it. Um, a lot of it was, you know, speculation on the independent review going on and a little bit of national anthem discussion, which I think is an interesting topic in that Kirk has said multiple times that. If they're going to kneel, he wants everybody to kneel. And if they're going to stand, he wants everybody to stand. And I get it, but at a certain point, I think you have to... I get the unity aspect. I get that, but I think at a certain point, you may, you have to just kind of let these guys decide for themselves. Um, you know, because you're telling them that, you know, you want to be unified, but... Maybe they're not unified. They just put it to a vote. 55% of the team wants to stand. So that still doesn't say unity to me. So then you still have guys standing for the anthem that don't want to be standing for the anthem. And that doesn't really make any sense to me. But, 
you know, all of this is assuming that there's actually football this fall. And I think the best thing that could happen to the Iowa football program right now is to actually get back on the field and kind of let the play do the talking instead of independent reviews and, 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 you know, not that this stuff isn't important. I'm not saying that. I just mean that it's, you know, people are hungry for football and it'll, it'll, once they see the product on the field, well, if it's a good product, then, you know, some of this, this negativity, I think will go away and, and then we'll get to see if, if I mean, they, there was a lot of talk yesterday about, about how these players feel like the team is more together now than it ever has been in their time there, especially um, Brandon Smith and Jimon Colbert. Um, so, you know, whether it translates to the field or not is, 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 is remains to be seen. Um, and I think it will. I have no reason to think that it won't. But, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. It, 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 it's, it really is tough. But it sounds like they have good conversations. I mean, they dedicated an entire hour to the national anthem discussion last week, Kirk said. So it sounds like everybody's listening, and, and that's what you want. And that is, I mean, it certainly has to build team unity. So, um, not much else from the press conference yesterday. David Porter, former offensive lineman, he was second team all Big Ten, 2001-2002, played on that Orange Bowl team, the Big Ten title team in 2002, uh, has agreed to to chair the advisory board, uh, made up of former players to kind of uh, build a a stronger uh, community within the program. a more more diversity more more things of that nature um so it was originally supposed to be mike daniels but uh mike's expecting a child or just uh, his wife just had a child um and he's an nfl free agent so sounds like he might be tied up um i think well we'll get to, well, i'll get to that later um but for now, um, we'll go right into James Graham. All right. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time to join me. I uh, appreciate it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For, sure. Um, well, I, for starters, uh, ever since, I guess, the beginning of June, your recruitment's kind of taken off, even though it seems like everybody else is slowing down. I mean, why do you, why do you think that is? Uh, I just think that's a credit to, you know, my work ethic and how hard I've worked to change my game and how I play. You know, before, you know, it's time I say I was like a 6'6", six, six, stretch four. And then I worked really hard in my isolation game and things like that. And I say now I'm like a 6'8", 2'3". So, you know, I think that's really intriguing in schools is how versatile I am. And, you know, being and how big and how strong I am, you know, uh, being able to take, you know, little kids down to the post and bring the bigger ones out to the wing and isolate on them, you know, uh, it, it's just, you know, school's just starting to realize how versatile I am and how good of a player I can be. And how often have you been in contact with Iowa? Yeah, so, I mean, I talk to Coach McCaffrey or Coach Dillard every once in a while, you know, every, every week or so. So, I'm, I'm pretty in good – I'm in good contact with them. Uh, are they among the schools that are that are kind of on you the, the most right now? Uh, I wouldn't say they're on me the most, but I say that they're definitely reaching out, for sure. Um, do you have any – I mean, you have – I mean, you've gotten what fifteen offers in the last month and a half, probably. Yeah, something like that. Do you have? Uh, do you have any favorites right now? 
I wouldn't say favorites, but the schools that contact me the most, like, like I'm talking about, like, like Maryland, Florida State, and Vanderbilt, I'd say. Like, I'm hearing from head coach and assistant coach every day from those three. And what, uh, I guess, what, what has this been like, you know, kind of having to do all this stuff virtually? I mean, is it difficult to get a feel for the school? Um, actually, you know, I would say a little bit because, you know, they are going to have really nice videos, and, you know, loud and, you know, really good clips, you know, posterizing dunks and step back threes. And they're all going to have all of that. But I would say it gets, it becomes a lot easier when they, when they, you know, break down how they see you and, uh, you know, how they see you fitting in their, their uh, system and what they think you can accomplish. So it becomes a lot easier then. But I mean, I, I would say it is a little difficult in the beginning of the Zooms when they're showing you all the rah-rah and the happiness and the good stuff about the school. Have you thought about, have you taken any of your own visits to college campuses? I know a lot of guys are doing that. Have you thought about doing that or? Yeah, it's definitely crossed my mind and I'm definitely considering it. But then, you know, the schools that, just, you know, I pretty much based my recruitment off the of schools that talk to me the most. And those schools are fairly, like decent drives. You know? yeah. yeah. See, I, I don't even know. What is it from Iowa City to Milwaukee? Four, five hours? Four, four, four five, yeah. Um, speaking of Milwaukee, Obviously, you're from there. Uh, did you grow up rooting for Marquette or Wisconsin or or a specific yeah. college team? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, we went to a lot of Milwaukee games, lots of Marquette. Went to a lot of Marquette games, a lot of Wisconsin games. You know, I was of course I was a hometown type of guy. I love all my home teams: Packers, Bucks, all of it. Um, are you a Bucks fan? You're a Bucks fan then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's usually my go-to team on 2K. Oh my yeah, bro, dude, it's such a cheat code, Giannis, man. It's, Giannis is his cheat code, man. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I've played against people that play as the Bucks, and it's just it's a nightmare. I, I like I can't you know win. What, you know what I do when I when I play against people who play the Bucks? Because I mean I don't like to use them because it's too easy. So I'm I'm a big Warriors fan. So like I just take the injuries off and just play the stuff. So, so like what I do is like I put I put like like a weak defender on them, and I just like when I for I play guard them, and I just stand in the paint. Or like I stand like right through the line. Like if you you gotta shoot because I, I always play off ball defense with my help too. So you gotta shoot. Um, obviously there's a lot more downtime right now. I mean, what have you been doing besides basketball stuff? I know you got a lot of virtual visits. What I mean, what are you doing to you know stay busy when you're not on the court? Yeah, so I mean, not on the court, I play a lot of two Ks for sure. I got the Kobe Bryant book, the, the Mambo. I'm, I, I got to read that. So I'll probably get to reading that soon. But, you know, other than that, man, basketball is pretty much my, my day. So. Did you – have you modeled a lot of your game off of Kobe? I would say I have a nice little fadeaway I like. Yeah, I like the little shitty fadeaway I got from him type of thing going. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say I model my game off too much after Kobe because, you know, it's, his game was just – he's like, he's just such a tough shot maker, you know. He, he was such a you know deadly mid-range shooter, and I was I'm I'm not a player in isolation, but you know it, it, when it comes to like where I get my shots at, like like a three is a lot more of a shot that I take. And Kobe was much better in that mid-range than I am. Um, is there a player that you've kind of that you grew up that you're like, wow, I really want to play like that guy? Yeah. So so in high school, you can't wear number seven, so I wore number thirty-four. For Carmelo, you know, three plus four, so because you know, Melo has just been my type of. He's just my favorite player ever, man. I, I love everything about Melo's game. Like he just, in my opinion, I think he's like up there with KD in terms of you know, best score all time type of 
Like he couldn't really do anything with Melo. Man. He just like that, that mid-range pull up, and, you know how quick he shot. It was it was different, and you know him being six eight and big and strong, and you know it was just a mismatch nightmare. And that's that's what I like to think I am a mismatch nightmare. Yeah, I remember you say that. You can, that makes sense because the first time I talked to you, you said you had you know a score score first mentality. Mm. Um, and you said that would translate well in Fran McCaffrey's offense. I mean, is that do you like running the floor like they do that high that high tempo stuff? Oh uh, yeah, see, it, see, that's the best thing about it because in fast breaks, that's literally all isolation. Like, like I mean, people are running back and you're pushing. You know, it's like it's literally like one-on-one in a sense type of situations uh, in fast break. And also their half-court offenses, you know, it's real quick sets, you know, so like, and you know, you gotta get, you gotta really get buckets out of them. And that's, you know, a system that I like, you know, thinking of, you know, getting buckets and doing it efficient, but at the same time quickly though, you know, that's, that's a really good offense. And I, I see myself in that offense. Uh, what do you say you do besides scoring? I mean, what do you think you do best? Yeah, so like when I say scoring, I'm, I'm I'm a really really like my best attribute is probably my three point shooting ability. Um, I eight attempts this year per game. I shot like forty five percent. Like I, I mean, I'm really a laser. In my like my opinion, like I really, I really shoot the bar at a really high level, and I think that's like what helped me get to the NBA. You know, because I, I think I'm a, I'm a really hard defender too. I, I love to defend. You know, I take pride in defense. So I mean, like even if I don't become as good as a player, so I think I can be. I think I can still become a you know, fairly high draft pick, you know, just because I can shoot the ball at, you know, six eight, six nine, and defend at a high level. I mean, NBA players, I mean, NBA coaches, staff love, you know, 3 and D type players, and I think that's my floor. But I think that if I keep improving the way I think I can, I think I can be like a Kamar, Kamarlo, KD type of player, you know, if I keep improving, I keep working hard. So right now, where would you say Iowa stands with you? Um, Right now, I mean, I like Iowa. They're not my number one, but they're definitely not my last choice. Um, do you have a kind of a timetable set for when you kind of start trying to narrow things down a little bit? Yep. So I mean, I want to narrow things down in the next one or two weeks, and I want to commit before I want to go sign first signing period November. So I want to commit sometime in September, August. Right on. Um, do you have any more virtual visits coming up? Yep. I have Florida State tonight at six and Georgetown tomorrow at uh, ten. And then. Uh, you said that you haven't taken visits to can Did you get to visit anywhere before the pandemic hit? Uh, I took an unofficial to Milwaukee and I went to, you know, the Badgers camps and I took a couple unofficial to Marquette, but that's before they, that's like before they even offered me. So mm-hmm. you know, I haven't, I haven't been to a school that has offered me yet. Right on. All right. Well, I think that's all I have for you, man. I appreciate you getting, a, getting, uh, getting together with me and, um, Maybe I'll talk to you soon. All right. Hey, thanks oh, a lot, sure. James. Thanks, man. Have a good... Yeah, have a good oh, one. Yeah, for sure. All right, have a good one. Uh, thanks again to James for joining me. Um, didn't exactly nail the dismount there on my end, but, you know, can't win them all. Um, like I said earlier, I think that I, – I think James is going to be a tough kid for Iowa um, just with his offer list and – the schools that he said have been in contact with him most, Iowa wasn't up there. So I'm wondering, you know, I've seen a, Iowa has offered a couple 2021 guys in the last few days. Um, they've been after Peyton Sanford. Um, 
an Iowa native. I mean, he's had an offer for, gosh, over a year now. I think he got offered in June of 2019. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised. They're only going to have one or two scholarships, probably. Maybe three if there's some attrition. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got Peyton Sanford and uh, Trey James from, from Kentucky. Uh, right on the border of Kentucky and West Virginia. Um, at, because they, you know, those guys don't have uh, have the offer lists, and and it's striking to me that James has his recruitment has skyrocketed so much. Um, it's it's just baffling when everything seems to be slowing down. Nobody's been able to take a visit, and you know they're doing virtual visits. I mean, you heard what he said about about how tough it is to get a feel. You know, of course they're. They're going to be flashy with these videos and, and show you all the good stuff. But, you know, without having having stepped foot on campus, it, it's got to be tough to get a, a grasp on what it's like. So, you know, we'll see. He's going to he's going to uh, he's going to narrow it down soon. Um, I don't I probably should have asked him how many top five, top ten. Who knows? Um, I'm guessing top probably top five, six, seven, something like that. Um, but you know, it was a a fun conversation with him. Um, and for those of you that play NBA 2K, uh, you all know that Giannis is a cheat code. Uh, I like to do the, I don't play the online stuff. I do the, my league uh, typically. And, uh, I always try to sign Giannis as a free agent for good reason. Um, a little bit here about a little bit more about football. Um, there's no Iowa does not have a running back in the 2021 class yet, which I, you know, they missed out on Ricky Parks and, you know, whether or not the the racial allegations had anything to do with that is, it remains to be seen. Whether or not you know, I know there's been some scuttlebutt about about Robert T. Green, Akron Wadley's representation in this whole thing, um, reaching out to recruits uh, mainly Ricky Parks but you know they I they're going to need a running back I, I would imagine that they're hoping that there's going to be a false uh, football season this fall at least a high school season so that they can evaluate more guys cuz they don't really have that many offers out in the 21 class to running backs so you know I I I would imagine that it they're not in a terrible rush um and I don't know who's going to be next in the 21 class. They have 17 commitments right now. Um, it's slowed down a lot compared to April, May, and June. You know, um, I know they want Thomas Fidone from from Council Bluffs. That's going to be a tough get. I'm not convinced that he is terribly interested in Iowa. I've, I've never been able to get a hold of him. But, you know, I, um, there's other guys out there, obviously. That's kind of a stupid thing to say, but other fish in the sea or <laughs> whatever. Uh, but that, you know, that it'll be interesting to see what they do at running back. Um, they have, you know, they have Goodson on the roster still. They have a couple younger running backs, but you know, Ivory Kelly Martin's going to be gone soon. Makai Sargent's going to be gone soon. So they're going to have to kind of replenish there. Um, they have their quarterback. They don't need to worry about that. And, you know, there's always one or two guys that end up decommitting, you know, 
we see it every year. At least one or two guys. I mean, we've seen it this year already. Jordan Oladokun from Florida. Decommitted and recommitted. So, well, you know, I the, the, I guess the answer is I don't know. I should know. I mean, it's kind of my job to have an inkling, but I don't. So, and with, you know, you know, COVID restrictions by the NCAA on in-person stuff, it's, it's you know, hard for everybody to get a grasp on on what's going on. Sure. Luckily I have a wife and, and, and two dogs and a cat to keep me mostly sane. Um, but you know, if you want football this fall, wear a mask, would you just wear a mask? It doesn't need to be a political issue. And I, I, if any of you that follow me on Twitter, you know, I don't typically, I rarely bring up politics because I just don't, I don't want, I don't want the First of all, it's none of your business what I think, politically, I don't think. Second of all, I just don't, I, I, I want to report about this, report, report about sports, and I, I don't really want to get into the arguments. I don't, I don't care to do that. I argue with enough people about sports. But right now, just wear a mask. It's really not that inconvenient to me. I've been doing it. It's, it, I hardly even notice it's on my face. I've got, you know, you get used to it. I mean, if you want sports, just wear a mask. It's pretty simple. And, you know, you can say, you know, I know there's a couple people that I know that, or know of, that think it's a hoax and all that, and just, you know, shut up with that. I, you know, I, 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 no, just no. It's obviously not. There were almost 900 cases in Iowa just today. New cases. Which is a single-day record. So, you're telling me that's a hoax. Enough about that. I've gotten on my high horse, my, on my soapbox enough. Um, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I th I'm working on setting up um, an interview with former Iowa defensive back uh, Marcus Pascal, who play played here in, gosh mid early to mid 2000s I'm having trouble thinking of it off the top of my head but he's the uh, head coach at Largo High School in Largo Florida um he's had uh there's kind of a pipeline going on there between between Largo and Iowa City right now I mean he's got uh Calvin Lockett the wide receiver on the team um and somebody else whose name is escaping me right now um, but, uh, uh, Kayvon Matthews, uh, and then they had, uh, Keelan Gulley, who is the same class as, uh, Kayvon Matthews, um, who's now at a, a community college, junior college, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to talk to him. I, you know, I'm, ho I'm hoping I can set something up this weekend, um, so, you know, a special edition of the divine line, but, uh, I want to, you know, I want to get his opinion on, on the allegations, you know, what his experience was like at Iowa and what he tells, what he tells his players about something like this. Um, cause it's tough. I mean, I get it. Some guys, some guys are going to be, uh, turned off by, by these allegations and and I don't think you know I wrote a, a story a couple weeks ago uh quoting Tom Lemming he was on the 
the Hawk fanatic, but he was on Pat's Pat's show on KCJJ, um, and he said it wasn't going to affect the, their recruiting. And I'm inclined to agree. Um, he said they're you know football recruits have a have a a short memory. He said, um, and you know when I talked to St. Louis running back Arlen Harris, he's a 2022 guy. Iowa has been recruiting him for since he was a freshman in high school and he's entering his junior season. And when I talked to him, he, you know, he had very positive things to say about Iowa. It sounds like Iowa has gotten out and kind of contacted recruits and, you know, listened to them as well. They're not just listening to the guys on the roster right now. They're getting a hold of recruits. So I don't I I don't think it's going to affect them terribly. There might be a handful of guys, but like I said earlier in in the podcast, there's plenty of players out there that are going to look at it. Like Arlen Harris said, he's looking at it as an opportunity to come in and create positive change instead of just cutting ties with Iowa. He wants to be a part. It makes him want to be a part of the change. So, you know, for what's he's probably 16 years old. I wasn't that smart at 16 years old. I would not have been able to give that good of an answer at 16 years old. Um, So I don't, I don't think somebody reached out to me on Twitter to talk about this. I don't think it's going to affect them terribly in recruiting. Um, Now, you know, Ricky Parks goes on to become an all American at Utah. Then we look back and say, well, but who knows? He could have came, come here and tore both his ACLs, you know, I mean, not God forbid, uh, but I, I really don't think that it's going to affect them terribly on the recruiting trail. And I think, I don't think, I mean, it already hasn't really. They have guys that are, you know, Gunnar Helm, the tight end from Colorado. They have Joey Labus that's already committed. They've got a, gotten a couple commits since all this stuff came out. So does anybody know how many, is anybody counting how many times I say we'll see during a podcast? It has to be astronomical. Uh, it's one of those, you know, verbal ticks that people have, I suppose. Um, but hey, that's, uh, that's it for now, I think. Uh, hopefully I'll be coming back to you in a two or three days with uh, an interview with Marcus Pascal. Thanks everyone for listening and, uh, have a good week.